All right, God bless those of you who will be available to hear the word of God. This is your brother Carter with uh, episode two of our podcast. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the, the, the pure love of God. One of the main things that Jesus said about the love of God, he said one of the ways people would be able to tell that we are the sons of God and we're the disciples of the Lord is by the love that we have for each other. So the word of God says that there, there's no greater love than a man who would lay down his life for his friends. So when we talk about the love of God, we're talking about the ministry of unity, the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of sacrifice, the ministry of humility. The word of God says that one can chase a thousand, but two will put 10,000 to flight. It says that two is better than one because uh, two, they'll both receive a reward. And if one is to be hindered, if one is to get off track, if one is to fall, then the other will be there to lift that one up. And so when we talk about the love of God, you have to ask yourself, are you really walking in the love of God? Do you really love your brother? Do you really love your sister? How far are you willing to go to make sure that they're just as healthy as you are in the kingdom of God, in the spirit of God? Because one of the things that we have to realize is that it's one thing to be anointed. It's one thing to be gifted. But if you don't have the love of God, Paul says that you're nothing. Paul says you're nothing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, charity is another word for love, he says, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be, to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And then in verse eight, it says that charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. 
these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And so Paul makes it clear that if I want to be in the church, I have to realize that I have to grow in the love of God. If I grow in the love of God, I'm going to become like Jesus. The word of God says that he that dwells in love dwells in God. For God is love. John confronts this hypocrisy in the word of God to how you have people who say, oh, I love God. I live for God. I'm a child of God. Yet you hate the person right next to you in worship. You hate the person right next to you in Bible study. You hate the person that you're called to do to do ministry with. And John confronts that. John says, how can you how can you say that you love God whom you cannot see? Right. You you you, you say that you love God whom you can't see, but yet you hate your brother who you can see. And he, he talks about, as, as a matter of fact, let's go there in 1 John. Because how do you know when the love of God is governing a relationship? There, there will be unity. There will be iron sharpening iron. There, there's going to be growth between us. There's going to be compassion between us. There's going to be dedication between us. There's going to be genuine sincerity between us. If I love this person, I want to see them growing in the image and likeness of Christ. If I love this person, I want to see them succeed and excel in the ministry that's on their lives. I don't want to see them go through rough seasons. And if they go through a rough season, I, I want to be there to bear their burden. I want to be there to lift them up in prayer. I want to be there to hold them accountable. And as a son of God, it's my business that my brother remains on fire. It's my business that my sister remains on fire. Why? Because we're all supposed to be ever burning before the altar of the Lord. And so in 1 John, 1 John makes it clear. And I'm trying to find the right verse because he talks about this all throughout 1 John uh, chapter 1, also chapter 2. And he makes it clear, talks about how we, we have to love the people of God. He says we have to love the people of God. He says, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? And uh, just going up above that, verse 15, it says, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life in, in, in him, abiding in him. And so when it comes to the kingdom of God, John is saying that no murderer has eternal life. So for me to walk in hatred concerning another brother, that's the perspective of Antichrist. 
Because if I'm a child of God, I shouldn't be hating another child of God. I shouldn't be beefing with another child of God. I shouldn't be striving against another child of God. I should be trying to build him up. He should be, he should be trying to build me up because we both have the same father. And there's another verse in 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. We're going to jump down. It says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another... God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And so he's saying, if we walk in the love of God, if we walk in the love of God, it's because we're being perfected in our pursuit of God. We're becoming more like the Father. We're becoming more like Jesus. And I'm becoming one with you. You're becoming one with me because we're both being made one with the Father. We're going to jump down to a, a couple of verses. And he says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And so one of the reasons why it's so hard for brothers and sisters to love each other with a healthy love of God is because we fear each other. There's a part of me that feels like I have to, I, there's a part of me that feels like I have to protect myself from you because I don't trust you. I, I fear you. I don't believe that you have my best interest. I don't believe that you want to see me excel. I don't believe that you, you're genuine towards me. And so I'm going to strive against you. I'm going to compete with you. Uh, I'm going to say that I love you while at, while at the same time wondering if you're Judas. And so that's not the love of God. And so most of us are paranoid. Most of us are fearful. Yet we, we're in the house of God. And God wants us to let down our guard. God wants you to let your guard down. Because he's put you around faithful people. He's put you around loving people. Now, of course, all of us have personality issues. And you may see that. You may see someone's flaw concerning their personality. Does that mean you have to fear them? No, because you too have flaws. You too have weaknesses. You too have aspects of your, your character, aspects and areas of your heart. That would embarrass God. It'll cause you to do things that would embarrass God. It can cause you to do things that can hurt your reputation in God. And so you too need development. You too need growth. And so if you see that other people have weaknesses, it doesn't mean that you should. It, it doesn't mean that you should push them away. It doesn't mean that you should be fearful concerning them. No, you should have the awareness. That's my brother and I love him. And I'm aware that the spirit of God is working in him. The Holy Ghost is working on him and he has weaknesses like me, but God is strengthening us. God is making the both of us like him as we pursue him together. And so the word of God says that there's no fear in love, 
So I love God. And because I love God, I, I love you. I don't fear you. I, I, I'm not looking out for you to see if you're trying to replace me, if you're trying to steal my anointing, if you're trying to hurt me. No, because if I trust God and I believe that this relationship is from God, I also have to trust that, that God is doing a work in you just like he's doing a work in me. You know? And so, verse 20, if a man say, I love God and, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. And so guess what? Times are going to get very hard. Times are going to get very rough. And you're going to see who your real family is. You're, you're, you're going to see who, who's the real stronghold of protection and support and love and encouragement. It's the people of God that the Lord has put around you. It's not your friends from the world. It's not your family from the world. It's those. Someone came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, your family, your mother and your brothers, they're the outside. They want to speak with you. Word of God says that Jesus looked around and he looked at his disciples. He said, this is my mother. This is my brother. This is my sister. Those who do the will of my father, that's my family. I love them because my father loves them and they love the father. How do you know that they love the father? Because they're doing his will. They're committed to him to the degree that they're following him and, and they're serving him as a lifestyle. And so the love of God, God wants his love to be perfected in you. God wants to deliver us from hypocrisy. He wants to deliver us from being respecters of persons. Yeah, I love this guy, but I'm going to treat that person like dung. I'm going to treat this sister like royalty. I'm going to treat that other sister like dung. Listen, God, God wants to strengthen the unity in the house of God. You, you can't hate someone. It, it, why? You, you can't hate someone having no idea that that's going to be the person that you do ministry with. You can't hate someone, and yet you guys have the same father. Like, I, I can't hate my little brother if we have the same dad. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because my hatred for my younger brother or my older brother is going to greatly displease my father. And it's going to provoke my father to wrath. And then he's going to treat me like I'm a bad person. And so God wants to deliver us from fear. Fear hinders you from walking in the love of God. Hatred hinders you from walking in the love of God. Paranoia hinders you from walking in the love of God. The Spirit of God wants to give you a greater measure of his love so that you, you have it in you to lay down your life for the brethren, lay down your life for the kingdom of God. And so may this word bless you. This is Brother Carter with another vital moment in Christ. We're talking about living life in the kingdom. One of the things that we have to 
one of the things that we have to adjust to concerning is the fact that the church is your family. The church is your family. And this was the family that God chose. People of God who are able to strengthen you, encourage you, correct you, direct you, instruct you, and, and uplift you, and prepare you for the calling of God on your life. And to join you on this journey as you make this exodus into the kingdom of God going through this life. You need people. You need people who are after God's heart. And if he if, if he's put you in a congregation with people that are after his heart, you need to respect that. You need to humble yourself. You need to be humble. You know, you need to humble yourself and accept the fact that, okay, if I'm a Christian and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I have no excuse for why I can't love the people of God because the Holy Ghost is in me. If I have the Holy Ghost, I need to take responsibility for my heart and for my emotions, and I need to drive out fear. I need to drive out pride. Pride tells me I don't need anybody. Pride tells me I don't need anybody. Fear tells me I don't need anybody, but guess what? I, I need the anointing. I need the gifts of the spirit. I need the reputation that says I'm a man of God. I need the reputation that says that, that I'm a friend of God. Well, guess what Paul says? You can have all of these gifts. If you are not walking in the love of God, you're not doing anything but making a sound. So do you want to make a sound or do you want to make an everlasting impact? Because you can make a sound. Oh, I have gifts. Yeah, but you hate the people of God. Yeah, I, I have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but you hate the people of God. So you're just making a sound. Because you walk in the gifts, yeah, man, but you also walk in fear, paranoia, and hatred and pride. Or you can make an everlasting impact. Oh, I have the gifts, but I've also learned through time and trial and error and different situations that I need the people of God. I need you to be around me. I need you to be with me. I need you as I go forward into this kingdom. Yeah, well, God has put you here for a reason. And so I have to build with you. And so I'm helping you build. You're helping me build. And we're both striving to be like Jesus. That's what David and Jonathan's relationship was. Two men in the kingdom of God who loved each other. They were willing to lay down their lives for each other. And that's what God is raising up in our day. And so we need the love of God, brothers. This is Brother Carter. We're talking about life in the kingdom. The love of God is needed. The love of God is critical. God bless you. We'll speak again.